I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. In this episode, we're going to discuss the holidays and consumerism. Considering this is the time of year that everyone is spending, we want to share our ideas on how to be more intentional when it comes to gift giving and receiving and how to avoid unnecessary temptations. We also want to challenge big brands that are driven to pick our pockets, brands that are less interested in connecting with us millennials or who don't know how to. As the current trendsetters and future consumers, we millennials are more interested in products that connect with our values. And as minimalists, we still need to buy things and we can still buy nice things, but it's important to us that the brands we buy are consistent with our minimalist values. Yes, and it's almost Christmas. I know. I'm so excited for the holidays. I know. I'm so excited, too. There's so much going on this time of year, though. Oh, my gosh. But you know what? There's also a lot of anxiety, too. There is around the holidays. Like, it's exciting, but there's just, like, there's so much to do and buy. Yeah, so much pressure to buy and, you know, so much temptation. Like, oh, buy this, buy now. You know, it's that time of year. Live a little. Spend some money. That kind of thing. So yeah, and then all the bills come in in January. <laughs> exactly. And the lights come down. <laughs> exactly. January is when you don't want to look at your visa bill. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, we were discussing earlier. Basically, there's so much like benefit in having. We've discussed this before. Having a want and need list throughout the year, but that really, really becomes valuable this time of year because then you can really think about, hey, like. What do I really, what do I really like actually, what should I actually buy from my want list? What do I actually need from that? So, yeah. yeah. it's nice. I've um, used a want need list for a little while. It's actually, mine's more want because I feel like if something, if I really need it, I'll actually buy it because it's more out of practicality. Yeah. Yeah. Than it is out of um, purely wanting it. Um, and it's the reason I try to utilize the list is as a, you know, if you're out shopping and you see a dress you want, or if someone has something that you want or whatever it may be, you kind of put it on a list and then you get time to think about it. Like you don't buy things on impulse. Yeah. Um, and as you, you know, maybe when you're budgeting every month, you can look at your list and being like, what can I afford this month? Especially during the holidays. I think that you people, you don't get to spend as much money on yourself or you're not thinking about that. You're You're not not thinking thinking about about spending on yourself. You're thinking about buying things for others. But at the same time, you're also telling people in your life, Hey, what's on my list? So, and I'm sure there's something on your want list. What's on your want list this year that you really want? It's so funny because my parents would never buy me a gift. Like, they know better. Oh, oh, kids, you don't want anything. I don't want... They'll buy me, like, wine and some chocolate, but I always just get a check. Like, my parents are like, we know not to buy anything for your little simple combo. on that note i just listened to uh one of my favorite podcasts is the self helpless podcast three comedians that run this um, podcast and they recently posted a episode and on holidays and anxiety and one of them mentioned i she's a, she's kind of a minimalist and she says i want anything that is consumed used or experienced Oh, I was like, perfect. That is so well said. I was like, that's exactly. You st- I feel like you still need to give people ideas of like the food you like or the places you want to go. Oh, absolutely. But these are items that you would want. I mean, you, I think, you know, money. Yeah. <laughs> Summer wines is easy or gift cards. Uh, yeah, gift cards fall into this though. So things that you know will disappear. So you don't have to actually store them. You don't have them. to keep them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So a few things that are on my want list. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I want really big red wine glasses. Okay. Remember we were talking about those? Yes. But they're really, they're like $40 a glass and I'm always like, I don't need that right now. Right. So one day if I'm going to splurge and buy them, mm-hmm. um, I want really nice black silk pajamas. Oh, Like long nice. sleeve, long pants. Yeah. These are all things, Lauren. They know they are things, but they're just things I don't need right now. But and this is what you said one time. Mm -hmm. I forget what you were saving up for, but you were like, um, "It's kind of nice saving up for it or waiting because then when you get it, it's like that much more exciting." She waited for it. Oh, absolutely. As opposed to just buying it and then forgetting about it, like it kind of gives you more. There's an incentive too. Yeah. So I remember I had this goal. I mean, uh, I, you know, I've I've worked in sales and I said, Hey, if I hit this target, then I'm going to buy those, those Stuart Weitzman boots. I never did, but I told myself, Hey, like six months from now, I can buy those if I do this. So it's motivation. Okay. This is another thing I want. I love about the want list is Mm -hmm. that, um, Sometimes you don't end up buying the stuff. It's just nice to have it on a list to look at, knowing you want it. Exactly. And then you just kind of get to a point where you're like, I actually don't want that anymore. Yeah, it helps things disappear. Yeah, and had you have purchased it, you would be like, I don't want that anymore, but it's like $700 boots in your closet that you don't want anymore. This way it's just on a list. So if you are just getting started with minimalism, or even if you've been doing it for a little while, instead of just going out shopping or buying stuff, make your want list. And, you know, as you save up or see things, add it to the list. And then it's just a great way to um, be more intentional and to be more strategic about your spending and um, just to be less impulsive altogether. True. I mean, even, you know, my family every year, uh, we exchange gifts. There's five of us. So each of us have to, um, so we we each of us have four gifts to give. And this year, I was very intentional. I, you know, I had, I, I had created a want need list, so I knew exactly what to send them and to share with them. Most of them were experiences or anything that involves skill building, but it's interesting because the year prior, I was, I felt rushed. I felt, okay, so what do I need? And I started thinking of everything in my head. Oh, well, maybe I need that. Maybe I want that. Maybe I want that. And then I, and then I, admittedly, I received gifts that I thought, oh, I actually don't need this. Why did I ask for that? Right? Yeah. It's so that's fascinating. So true. Yeah, so it's very fascinating. Also, the benefits of listening to others when we are buying for them. Yeah. So I know you have only a couple people to shop. You only have your parents to shop for, right? Um, well, and a few friends and like colleagues and stuff, but um I got my parents really good gifts this year. Oh, <laughs> like they're nice. very like I got my dad Elton John tickets. Wow. Yeah, and uh, they were expensive, but... That's an experience with it's him. It's such an experience, and we went to the Eagles. I got him Eagles tickets last year, and we went this summer, and we just had such a good time, and I, we were talking about going to Elton John, but the tickets were so expensive, and it was so last minute, so I can't wait for him to open them. Oh. And then my mom, I got... I'm going to get her a similar gift from last year, but she's a nurse, so I feel like she always takes care of everyone else first, so Aww. I like getting getting her um like tea and a really nice book and I get her prepaid visa and like face masks and stuff and I'm like you need to take time for yourself and relax and just like go buy yourself something nice or go get a massage that's one great thing about prepaid visas for gifts over the holidays especially minimalist (laughs) they can just buy groceries or coffee exactly (laughs) exactly well this is the thing so basically my father had asked me, hey, should I buy this for your mom? Um, it happened to be an iPad. Mm-hmm. 
And my mom loves her iPad. Yeah. Love my mom. She loves her iPad. He says, should I get her the new iPad? And I said, no. I was the only child, so my brother and sister, oh, yeah, great idea. And I said, no, I don't think that's a great idea. He's like, she why? She has one. Yeah. She has one, first of all. Second of all, she's addicted to it. So she's a, she loves it so much. She's always on it. And I'm thinking, no, like, we need to get her away from that. We want to, like, have an experience with her and, you know, yeah. do something that's going to fall. Like, she loves photography. So let's get her a photography class. Um, I mean, she wants to learn how to use Photoshop a little bit better. Like, let's do that. You know, be, like, more mindful of, be more mindful when gift-giving as well. But, you know, don't give them a gift that you want to give them. Like, yeah. be mindful, like, will they enjoy it? Uh, so that, like, that really hit me. I was thinking, hmm, you know, like, I think it's okay to speak up sometimes and say, no, 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 I think there's better gifts out there. And it just goes to show you how we are, that someone has something, they enjoy it, there's nothing wrong with it, and we're like, oh, let's just get them an upgraded version of that. Right? It's like, well, then what is she gonna do with the other one? I actually just sold that my too. iPad. <laughs> oh, you did? I never use an iPad, ever. And I was like, I don't need this. Just so everybody knows, every time I come to Lawrence, she's she sold something. Yeah, I, if people <laughs> see me selling stuff, they're like, what? Is there anything else in your condom now? She had a camera at one point, and then the next day I was like, oh, no, I sold that. I was like, wow, okay, that was fast. I wasn't using it. Well, this we is, did use it once. Yeah, we did for our LinkedIn pictures. <laughs> exactly. We did our own LinkedIn professional photo shoot one day. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So, um, so yeah, um, and another, another tip during this time of year is, so there are temptations everywhere to buy yeah. for others, to buy for ourselves. And one of the things that's really helped me is to go into these environments, malls with a list. So go in yeah. with a list and also use your bullet journal to set aside how much time you want to spend on shopping for these people. I do that. You do that? And I actually... Oh, for people in general, or just at the mall? Because you can go to the mall and... No, no, no. For the people you're shopping gifts for. Oh, okay. That's good. Well, I'm like, I'm going to go to the mall, and this is what I need to buy, and this is how much time I'm giving myself. Perfect. And I'll book things before and after, so I have to stay within that time frame. So smart. Otherwise, you just... Because then you're wandering around, and you're like... Like you say, it's like anxiety. It's They're so busy. You don't know what to get. It's like, should I splurge? Like... That's, that's why, like, parents maximize their time. So, you're like, oh, I only have an, an hour to do this. I'm going to maximize it. Whereas I'm like, okay, I put in my bullet journal. Like, I'm not perfect yet. I, I put in my bullet journal. I'm like, okay, let's go to the mall for an hour today. And then I go, like, eh, it's two hours. And then it's, like, two hours. I and know. Then, ah. Oh, I like time. I'm like, this is how long it's going to take to walk. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're like well. You're, like, regimented, but yet not. Because it's not regimented because you feel very free and you have made that time so you're not really regimented you're just being you're just really good at time management basically I feel which is the irony of the whole thing is that being busy makes you more regimented like especially if you have set plans in the evening or after work or you you only have a certain amount of time to do stuff totally and um if you want to get it done like if I'm going over that time then I know in my mind I'm like okay well I'm not gonna get to go to the gym, I'm not going to get to practice the piano. It's like, is it worth wandering around the mall? Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, another way to avoid temptation is, I, I always say buy quality over quantity for people. So instead mm. of them buying them like five or six gifts, get them one really nice thing 
Or it also, like, simplifies the shopping process. So much. Or get, like, <laughs> you're one of three. Like, yes. to all pool together the gifts. I think, that, like, everyone puts in 50 bucks, everyone puts in 100 bucks, then you can get them something for, like, $400 that's a lot nicer than, like, five or six little things that they may not need or yeah, use. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Although, so growing up, uh, again, I think I said this in another episode, stockings were my favorite part of Christmas. Yeah, you love the stockings. there's little knickknacks and everything, and I love that. But now that I've adopted this lifestyle, I'm just like, mm, no. No stockings this year? I was year? like, mm, I don't know if I really... L-. I mean, I, I will always love stockings. Don't get me wrong. But now I just, I kind of want to simplify how much is in my stocking. And you know, those little things, my dad will throw like, things. I've always appreciated them, but now I just see those as knickknacks. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want those. Well, so. if they put like cute stuff like candy and things that will be eaten perfect yeah. oh yeah or there's even tons stuff of chocolate that, like you need like usually i ask I for know, pens and like lip trap like little things girly like things that. Yeah. yeah exactly um <laughs> okay i want to ask you a question how do you okay what if one thing i think is becoming a lot more popular is secret santa I know, it's Which brilliant. Which is great. Instead of having to buy six people gifts, you draw a name and buy one person a My gift. My family and I should be doing that. But. Yeah, I'm doing it with all my relatives this year. So, But we're doing the one where you buy a gender-neutral gift and wrap it under $30. And then everyone draws a number, and the first person who gets number one opens it. I love it. And then they steal. You can steal, yeah. Oh. So it's like, it's a fun way to um, get everyone involved. And then you're, you're not buying six or seven gifts. And you can do things like movie tickets or gift cards or... Um, I got... No, I don't think my relatives listen to this. So yeah. I got like um, a big mug with hot chocolate and cookies. And it's all oh, wrapped up in a big lovely. thing. Yeah, I think my mom got like a game. Like a family board oh, okay, game. Okay, nice. So yeah, no, it, that's always fun. It's I, fun. It's fun doing it. I used to work in uh, advertising, and I'll never forget this really fun holiday exchange we did, and it was that exact game. I remember it being so much fun. I remember having something amazing and someone stealing it from me. I was like, Arr. <laughs> but it was fun. It was like really exciting. It was, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was fun. It was um, fun one thing I want to talk about, which I think a lot of people over the holidays go through this, mm-hmm. is how. Do you, like, what do you do if someone buys you a gift and you didn't buy them a gift? How do you get out of gift exchange? Like, if people are, like, at work or if people want to do gift exchange and you want out, like, what would be your advice on how to get out of it? Well, I have an example of that. You and I, Lauren, we told ourselves, okay, we're not buying each other anything. And then... And then we did. The other day, I think, like, five days ago, I said, oh, yeah, I got you a little something. You're like, yeah, I did, too. But you know what's funny? You're the easiest person because I know exactly what you would want. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I feel don't like know. I got you something and I was like, I could think of a hundred things I could get you. Oh, wow. Because I know like everything you eat, everything you wear, everything you do. It's true. My mom would be saying the opposite. I have no idea what to get you. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea what to get my mom. She has 15 of everything. Oh. <laughs> you need to get her a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> or like a donation can. I'm like, Mom, I rented you a dumpster. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Let's declutter your closet. I will um, be your professional closet declutter. You would kill me. Start the new year off right, Mom. <laughs> I got you a garbage can. <laughs> or a donation box. There you go. That's smarter. Yeah, that's true. So, that's fair. So, yeah. Okay, what are your tips for getting a good gift for people? Yeah, I mean, again, being more mindful about what they what they what they want and and then also thinking about 
giving them things that will broaden their skill set or give them some sort of experience. And for me, usually I like to give people that are close close to me uh, my time. So anything that involves oh, us doing something together. That's so cute. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's what you got me. <laughs> well, it's something to do together. It's something to do together. Perhaps. Not that we perhaps. don't spend enough time together. Yeah. So yeah, I really wanted to also, so we're going to turn the conversation over a little bit. So I want to talk about why, especially this time of year, but again, all throughout the year, why we buy certain brands over others, specifically as millennials to start, yeah. and then also as minimalists. So most brands, and especially this time of year, they all want to sell us their products and services, right? They're all competing against each other. They're all competing against each other. However, because with, with minimalism, we're more intentional about what we're buying, minimalism helps us weed out the brands that do not speak our language. Yes. And that's what I love about it. Like it just, it was just like a light bulb moment for me. I was like, it's so true. Like because I'm being more intentional, like not only as like as a millennial, I want to buy certain brands. I want to buy brands that are sustainable, organic, local, and fair. Fair trade, yeah. Yeah. So like that's where my focus is. And then as a minimalist, I'm like now I have this newfound focus where I'm like, wow, I can zone in on the things that I'm buying and figure out like, hey, like, is this sustainable? Like, is this a brand that that, I, that I'm connecting with? Like, I personally am only buying brands that connect with me, are building a relationship with my values, and share in the same values. It's very fascinating. So, so the whole idea is that millennials, we, we have this buying power that is influencing certain brands to thrive and others to fail. Yeah, yes, we okay. do. So this is, this is like fascinating. So, I'll, and I'll tell you what inspired me to talk about this is a conversation with a mentor figure of mine who is a digital marketing expert in Canada. And he mentioned, we were talking about, anyways, long story short, we were talking about my trip to Italy with you and how, you know, we were scared of pickpocketers. And the moral of that is most brands in Canada are pickpocketing us. And we don't even realize it. So in Canada, we're getting pickpocketed. Uh, so we think that as Canadians, we don't have them, but we do. And minimalism helps us become more aware of these brands. And we reject them. So he says, and he worked for all the major ad agencies in Canada and in, in Dubai as well. And he says that most big brands are thinking, how do we tap into their growing share of pocket? They literally use that terminology, their, their share of pocket, which is the most invasive concept in the world. And the deeper we're in their pockets, the more successful we are. That's what they're thinking. So the idea of like, there are a lot of brands out there that are still just focused on the bottom line. Profit and, over everything, yeah. Yeah, and for us as, as minimalists and millennials, we want quality. We want to connect with brands. We want to buy brands that, you know, we could be advocates for. You know, we like brands that stand for us. We don't just trust advertising more. We don't like ads. We trust Google and we trust our friends. Yeah, that's true. We trust our friends. Yeah. And I mean, again, the biggest point was we believe in quality over quantity brands that speak to our values. And we're actually the ones who actually make these brands popular. Can you think of, Lauren, any brands out there that we as uh, millennials have made popular? Any like new up and coming like tech startups? Like um, Uber. Yeah, that's Uber a great example. <laughs> yep, no, that's um, a great Airbnb. example. Airbnb. Airbnb, yeah, falls in the same category. Um, I want to say Whole Foods. Is that our generation? Absolutely. 
Um, I think the body shop we probably... Yeah, that goes hand in hand. And yeah, yeah, okay, so these are great examples. So as I mentioned before, we are the trendsetters and we're also the future consumers. So isn't that fascinating? Like, it's true. Like, brands need to be smart because we're not only buying now, we're also going to be in charge of... We also have the buying power in the future. And these pickpocketing brands, so to speak, are scared of us. So just think about it, Lauren. We as millennials, we created the organic trend, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So as you said, Whole Foods. Uh, we made mom and pop coffee shops popular. We made ride sharing programs popular and craft beer companies popular. And I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you how. So we made craft beer and mom and pop coffee shops famous because one, we care about the underdog. Yeah. We made Whole Foods famous because we care for sustainable, organic, and locally sourced products. And we made Uber and Lyft and Airbnb popular because we want a fair pricing. And because we want experience too. Yeah. With Airbnb, like we want to travel, we want to do more. We're moving more towards an experience-based economy as opposed to a product-based economy. Absolutely. Our generation is. And I love that you said the underdog because I feel like we as millennials, most of us are moving into that entrepreneurial role or... Um, we're not working these traditional nine to five hours for companies. And so we like that startup story. We like the someone who came up with an idea and they went after it. And that's another thing is that we love the story. Like one of um, a huge company I support is Beretta Farms and it's all organic meat. They sell it at Whole Foods in Toronto and they have the story behind them and it's a family-run business that was passed down by generation and you can go out and see the farm and see the animals and see how they live and that is important to our generation we want i think as things are starting to come out of the woodwork with factory farming and um you know how our clothes are being made we kind of want to go back into that sustainability model where like you say, with organics, like things are being grown naturally and without pesticides and without GMOs. And our clothing is being made by people who are paid fair wages. And, and we care because we, we care, care about, about that. Yeah, we do. And you, you also mentioned uh, with this uh, organic company, they also, uh, you can actually go there. You can go there. That's so, so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. Like it, we want to know who started the brands and what their mission statement is. And, you know, I feel like a lot of companies are there. It's cold to us. And if a company's starting something or they're starting bringing out a new product, like it's still one, it's still capitalism. Whereas our generation, we want to support each other so that we can all be successful on our own terms and collectively. Like, it's not just like, Oh, let's all, buy towards this one brand it's like let's you know spread it out and Mm -hmm. help individuals like even you like when you have your protein bars and stuff Mm -hmm. you go and like volunteer with the people who made the protein bar and like Mm -hmm. you're going to their christmas party yeah no it's true it's true i mean there are brands that i believe in and they're brands that i support and so i'm gonna go and i'm gonna support her and And you know the owner even just in my everyday like i i i would go over like i would say majority of coffee meetings that i have with people they're always they always say, hey, yeah, this uh, this cool new coffee shop. No one's ever saying, let's meet Starbucks. No, yeah, Starbucks is like old news. It's not. It doesn't have that cool factor that these mom and pop shops have. I mean, they have, they're, you know, they're entrepreneurs with great stories and we want to support them. Yeah, we really, I think that's one of the biggest things about our generation. We want to support 
small local businesses. Yes. Um, because it's this like capitalism that's destroying everything and taking over. But we can also support major brands too. Yeah. It's their story and you know a lot of major brands that we, we believe in brands that don't tell us what to put in our heads. We believe in brands that give us the opportunity to choose. Yeah and the major brands if they are to make changes or if they already have a sustainable or responsible business model tell us about it who are you what are you doing that's um different or better or um how are you engaging with us yeah so like the honest company that's a company that i love it's a brand that i love uh but going back to the coffee shops is you know i get up in the morning and i go to this mom and pop shop down the street and i support it not only because it's local and I love to support entrepreneurs but because every single person that works in that coffee shop loves what they do yeah and at the end of the day I think it's better quality the customer service like it just it just it changes your morning you know just saying good morning asking how someone is that changes someone's morning you know if you don't have that customer service level you know people are not going to come back so that's the beauty I feel like brands like these are making a serious genuine connection with us and that's why we're returning and that's what we're looking for. So some brands just don't understand the impact we as millennials are having on trend setting. Uh, big brands, need, I would argue, need to stop selling ads and start building advocates. So friends with us. Um, so rather than tell us what needs to be ahead, let us decide. So I'd like to challenge big brands that see us millennials as the dumbest generation ever or label us as lazy. It's these brands that are not that we are not buying, not only as millennials, but especially as minimalist millennials, right? Yeah. So we, the, millenni- uh, the millennials, and Generation Z as well, are actually building these craft brands. So smart brands, I would argue, I mean, we said a couple, want to invest more in a counter movement. They have a story attached to them as well. Their overarching intention is to open our brains and not our pockets, sharing rather than pushing, giving us the opportunity to choose what's in our minds. And again, it's about advocates, not ads. Yeah, I mean, today I'd like to challenge big brands. Like, it's, I'll give you an example, like Kraft and Unilever, those major conglomerates. It's, it's, I mean, they need to start opening up and listening to us, right? Like, let's get rid of the ads out there and help them stop the promotion of quantity over quality. Yeah, that's another thing our generation wants is we want quality again. We've been we're in such an industrial age and we're 100-150 years out of it that we're just not sold quality products anymore and from our food to our clothes it just it's not a quality product. And we and want to know that you care. We want you to engage with us. We don't really want you to just tell us what we want. When we, like don't just tell us what you think that we need. Engage with us and listen to us. Yeah. And we'll tell you what we need, and then we'll feel a sense of connection to your brand. No, that's right. There's actually a website called buyatonce.com. Oh, cool. And I'm pretty sure that's what it is. We'll double check. But it's this girl goes out and buys, like, everything from kitchenware to boots, and it's stuff that lasts for good. They actually, there's a pan you can buy. Um, I'll have to look up the name, but they promise it'll last you, I think, 30 years. And if anything happens to them in those 30 years, you can bring them back and they'll give you a new one. Wow. Like, that is what our generation wants. We want that sustainability model and we want those quality products again. Because I do not feel that a lot of things that are being made last. Like, they're just... 
Yeah, that and like, how do you feel when you buy from a brand that you just don't believe in? That's what's the worst. Yeah, I feel guilty. I feel terribly guilty. Yeah, let's say you go into a store, Lauren, and you're like, hey, like, I really want to buy this item. And then you're like, oh, the only one available left is this this company's brand and I just it just doesn't feel the same yeah you don't want to support it because you don't want to support it yeah. it's so fascinating like you want to support companies that are doing good things and then you just feel better paying into that like. absolutely so we would love to invite a spokesperson at either company to come on and talk about how they will connect with us to open our brains and not our pockets honestly like if they someone comes on our podcast I think the first question I would have is what are you doing to stay relevant? I know these brands are thinking, why aren't we buying like us? And so here's an opportunity for us to tell them, you know, and one of the biggest thing is we need to be engaged with, like these are the things that we're looking for. I would say stop marketing and start engaging. But again, like there are so many brands out there, they're like, how do we get millennials and minimalists to buy our products? Like they don't, un- they don't know, they don't know. And so, you know, one of the things that, you know, we're asking today is if they're open to it, to come on our podcast and talk about what they're going to do, especially those brands that really need to create change. You know, when you're watching documentaries and they go to contact brands about certain issues and they just will not pick up the phone. Oh, yes. I feel those are going to be the first to go in the future because like that is not where we're headed in terms of consumerism. Especially with social media these days, we have instant access to talk to any brand. So they're gonna have to understand how to react to us. And if they're they're just quiet and ignoring us, we're just gonna go further apart. We're gonna feel more disconnected to their brands. We wanna feel engaged and connected. And you know, as um, minimalists, we are very, hyper focus on the brands that we're buying we want them to be like sustainable and organic and local and all these things and you know if if you want to be a part of our buying power you need to make these small changes and i think a lot of brands right now Mm -hmm. or at least in the past it's profit at all costs it's profit first or profit driven whereas our generations, what we're starting, like you talk about these mama and pop mm-hmm. coffee shops and um, these more sustainable business models, mm-hmm. it's not profit first. Like, it's it's profit second. They're there to... Um, we all need to make money at the end of the day. We all need to make money, but they, like, they're there out of interest and passion and... Um, they want to know how to make a better product and they want feedback. Like they're not just there to make as much money as they can and then get out. Like they're, they're open to listening. Yes. They want to listen. So I mean, that's, that's so fascinating. It's like, and again, as minimalists, we still need to buy things. Like we said this at the beginning, a lot of people think, yeah. oh, well, you're not buying anything. No, we still need to buy things and we can still buy quality things. So we're like hyper-focused on what we're buying. So hopefully more brands will, hopefully a lot of brands hear this episode and they're willing to speak up because, you know, we want to make more friends with brands, but um, we, and we also want to help certain brands be smarter about how they're promoting. So, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we would love to talk to them. Yeah. Um, another story I just want to bring this up on the brands is um, I was just listening to a podcast on Whole Foods. Oh, okay. And when uh, the founder first opened, they had a flood in their one of their stores. And when he came in, he had customers helping clean up. Oh. And he was like, why are you here? Like, And his customers were like, because we need you. 
Like, you oh. are where we buy our food every month. And, like, this is where we come to get organic and quality products. And we need to get this store up and running again because this is where we want to come to buy food. And, I like, if anyone is questioning where we're going, that is where we're going with. That is such a good story. Yeah, it was such a good story. And, and it, it just goes to show, like, we, they're like, hey, like, we need you. We want you to grow. We want you to get bigger because we need you in this industry because we don't have anything like you. Yeah, because they want it. Like, and with you and I, like, I, I have certain things that, like, I, I want the company to thrive because I want to use their products. And, like, and yeah, we would love to hear everybody else's thoughts on that. You know, are you with us on this idea? Are you with us on this idea that some brands really need to listen and change? And, you know, are are you agreeing with us that we really do want to buy certain products for those reasons? You know, there are minimalist values attached to certain things. So, and, you know, there's so many different values that minimalists have. But uh, for me, I would say the, the number one important thing to me is that um, it's like eco-friendly. Like I, I, I really appreciate that. Also, that the products are being, the people that are making my products are being paid. Properly, yeah. Right? Like, you know, the, there are so many brands out there that have had issues with that. It's like, oh, they're paying their, you know, employees, you know, cents. It's, it's so sad. And it's if so sad. you are a company that is engaging in responsible and ethical business practices, like, we love to hear those stories. Like, that's what... Yeah, that too. something to Yeah, us, we'd yeah. love to hear from the brands also who are listening, uh, especially yeah. those who are open to listening as well. Those that want to make a change. It just goes to show, like, even, even the banks out there, even the banks right now are getting scared, especially in Canada. We have this really cool... Uh, startup called Wealth Simple, and now all the banks are freaking out and be like, "Oh, we need to create our own platform to compete with Wealth Simple." And you know, a lot of brands they need to pivot and they need to change, and of, brands yeah, are scared of, of change. But if you want to connect with us, um, and again, you know, we're getting we're, the 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 minimalist movement is getting very very popular. So if you want to keep on this train, you should talk to us. So yeah. Yeah, I love that though. Support um, like new companies and ones that are coming out and, and saying what they're doing and why they're doing it and, and what they're doing well. And if other brands can't keep up with that, then... Yeah, and you know, it's those brands that aren't, can't keep up with it that we want to talk to. Yeah. Because you can make that shift and you can make that change. So yeah, so I'm excited. So hopefully we hear back from one of you and... Um, and yeah, so I mean, back to consumerism and the holidays. And the like, holidays. it's just you know, I, I'm I'm more hyper focused on what I need and what I need to get others. So simply put, it's so much easier. I feel so much less um, stressed and anxious. But again, there are still those brands out there. Like I'm like, I'm not buying you. Nope. No. I feel disconnected. Sorry, I'm not engaged with your brand. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Isn't that interesting? It's like we just bypass certain brands. We're just like, no, no, no. And I wonder if that will change. You know, if, 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 if I would say that, would you, would you be open to buying from a brand that you truly don't believe in right now if they may change? Yeah, 100% I would. And okay. if you take companies that are as large as some of the ones we're talking about and they do make changes, the changes are being done on such a massive scale that it, it does do substantially for the environment and for so many people working for them. So, you know, it's great to support a, a smaller brand, but if you kind of encourage a larger brand to do something incredible, even... A mass impact in a positive does, way. Yeah. 
which is amazing. That's so fascinating. Okay, well, to close, I wanted to thank everybody uh, for listening so far. This is our 30th episode, so we're really excited. This is like like a celebration (laughs) episode. We're really happy. And uh, going into the holidays, uh, Laura and I both celebrate Christmas. And for our our upcoming episode, we're going to do an exchange of, I think it's going to be around 15 to 25 things that we've learned from each other this year. So we're going to do that back and forth for our next episode. So I'm really excited for that I one. feel like I could think of a hundred things you taught me. Really? <laughs> oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I feel like maybe we need to limit it to 10 to 15 because I know we'll talk forever. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm so excited. It'll be so much fun. So, so. anyways. Thank you guys so much, and we will talk to you next week. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.